As a major research institution, Arizona State University offers the most online bachelor's degree programs, along with world-class faculty and dedicated support. Discover why ASU is ranked number one in innovation for nine consecutive years. Tap to learn more. The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. Wait a minute. Do you still think politics is boring? Well, not when you can say fun words like cacus. Yes, it's fun words like cacus and more. With the intellectual, intersexual, and intersectional, Nicole Sandler on NicoleSandler.com. Gay person before? I deal better with regular people. And we're live in three... We are back, and joining me now is the worst thing to happen to Disney since the It's a Small World ride, and the most boring, Governor Ron DeSantis. Welcome to the free state of Florida. Okay, let's cut the sh- Governor, you go by so many nicknames. Which do you prefer I call you? Uh, Ron DeSanctimonious? Meatball Ron? Dull as Dishwater DeSantis? Trump light, little Ronnie pudding fingers, Ronald McDoofus, I can continue. You can call me whatever you want. I mean, just as long as you, you know, also call me a winner. <laughs> Girl. No. You have become quite a star, my friend, using your evil to turn back time and make your state an unsafe place for so many. That's just what I do. Well, I guess my question is, are you ready to do it on a national scale? Absolutely. Do you have what it takes, Governor, to snatch Donald Trump's $5 weave and steal the MAGA base? I think the country wants a change. I think they want a fresh start and a a new direction. Ron DeSantis, has fame gone to your head and made you wacky? Fresh and new is yesterday's vibe. Who needs cultural advancement, diversity, compassion, or Trixie Mattel? This country's in a slow-burning Uber-X headed right back to the dark ages. And baby, you're just the heartless autocratic wannabe to drive us there. Hey, MAGA, hey, MAGA, y'all take note. He's the Trump alternative who wants your vote. Hey, Donald, hey, Donald, get in line. There's a fresh new fascist trying to steal your shine. So let's go make liberal unlawful. Bid all drag shows and freedoms farewell. Say hello to a new kind of awful. Hey girl, it's time to drag this country straight to hell. And I go welcome to the sands. Awfully grim. Here comes our hero of the culture war. And he's got his eye on 2024. Sorry, do take a token, start drinking. Look out for the most boring new right wing creep. Cause he's over that woke forward thinking. So he's come to put the country back to sleep. And I go, welcome to the sands. Cause it's time for a tyrant like Bonnie D. Hi. My wife and children when DeSantis runs. Cause our lives are secondary to the goddamn guns. Let's go retrogress to 1953. Last call for all your bodily autonomy. Sit back, relax, and listen to him spin and spew his conservative view. Grace me the face with his all they do. Your harsh and mean. Even Mickey Mouse is like, 
breakfast, queen. But say no, no, no immigration. Put an end to those pesky old human rights. Cause we know that a fight for our nation. Till at last it's safe for wealthy Christian whites. Oh, finally. Hey, MAGA, welcome to the sands. Yes. Okay, bring it on, girl. No. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Randy Rainbow getting us started on uh, this Wednesday. Actually, I had that ready to go on Monday, um, but obviously didn't do a show Monday. Uh, thanks for bearing with me the last couple of days. I, I, things have been, yeah, it's a new show. I'm here live today um, uh, because Digby will be here. <clears throat> now, I understand um, something's funky on YouTube, but, you know, what else is new? Welcome to my world. Um, uh, you know, I, I tuned out of the news for the last few days just because I've been not doing well. And um, so this morning, knowing I was going to do a show today because Digby is here, um, I was catching up and oh my God, I'm better off not watching the news. I know I'm out of sync. That my my video streaming to YouTube for whatever reason says it's poor. What can I tell you? I, I know we are streaming on Facebook. We're a stream I wonder if Facebook is off too. Let's see. Um we are, I, I think, yep, we're on Facebook. We are on Twitch. Um it says check my encoder settings, but we are on Twitch. Hi Roger. It says perfect on Twitch. So go over, if, if YouTube is acting up for you, go over to Twitch. Uh, I don't know how to tell you. It's, I guess, twitch.com slash, I believe, Nicole Sandler show. But we need people to, to check out the stream on Twitch. So if YouTube is not behaving, um, do check out Twitch. We're also on Twitter. And, you know, if all else fails, there's always the audio only stream. Um, you can listen on progressivevoices.com or at nicolesandlerstream.com. Hopefully one of those work or all of them or some of them or whatever. But Roger, Roger and out has been holding down the fort on, on Twitch, trying to get people to watch over there because you need people watching before they can monetize the stream. And, you know, people aren't watching on Twitch. So, so you can check that out should you care to. Um, Otherwise, just turn off the video and listen, because you know what it is? Well, it was radio. I don't know what it is now. Um, uh, but welcome to it. I, I don't even know where to begin. I guess first thing I should play. Oh, you know what? I forgot. We've got Digby coming up. Everything can wait until Digby's here, because nothing that I say to you um, um, wouldn't be better with Digby here. So let's, let's get her on the line, shall we? Um, okay, continue. Stop. All right. This is the number I believe we're calling. We're calling Digby. Um, Heather Digby Parton, of course, is like the OJ, OG progressive blogger. She's been there forever. Hey, Digby, it's Nicole calling. Nice to talk to you. How are you? Oh, I'm just hanging in there. I've had a rough couple of weeks. Oh, no. Yeah, it's not been fun. But, you know, what else is new? Life honestly hasn't been fun for uh, some time now. <laughs> 
I have to agree with you on that. It is kind of, and it just never ends, does it? It doesn't. It just doesn't. And right before I came on the air, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm reading up because I, today's the first day I'm on the air this week. I took off. Monday and yesterday, because really, I've not been doing well. Um, but so I'm catching up on the news, because I really unplugged from everything. And one of the first things I see is we had heard about this, this um, exchange between Diane Feinstein and a reporter for the LA Times, where yeah. she did, she, she said that she wasn't away, that she's been there working, voting all along. And now we got we have audio. Have you heard this yet? I have not heard the okay. audio. No, I read the story. Okay, so listen to this. They, they've released the audio. Here we go. Oh, How are you feeling since you oh, returned? I'm feeling fine. Yeah. I have a problem with the leg. The leg? Yeah. What's wrong with it? Well, no, nothing. Nothing? It's anyone's concern. Okay. But mine. Um, what has the response from your colleagues been like? What have the well wishes? What have you heard? What have I heard about what? About, about your return. How have they felt about your no, return? No, I haven't been gone. Okay. I haven't been gone? Um, you should follow me. I haven't been gone. I've been working. You've I've been, been working. working from home is what you're saying? No, I've been here. I've been here. Um, I've been voting. I've been voting. It's either know or don't know. Either you know or you don't know. Um, what do you say to uh, Californians like Rokano who say you should resign? I couldn't. I couldn't hear her response to what do you say to Californians like Rokana who say you should resign. Um, that there's something really wrong there. Well, clearly, I mean, I mean, it's obvious that she is. Yeah, she's suffering from some level of some kind of dementia and has been for some time, and she is very ill. I mean, if you looked at her return, she I think she must have had that kind of shingles that's on the face, yeah. and it gets into the eye because her eye is really, really, you know, messed up. It's she, not normal. She I mean, looks like she had a stroke, right? She looks like yeah. she had a stroke. She should not be working. This is, it's actually kind of, I, um, to me, it, it just feels almost like elder abuse at this point. I agree. Um, that, that, I mean, it's just, it's just wrong. Now, from what I understand, and I do not know the ins and outs of this, maybe you do, uh, about the replacement on the Judiciary Committee issue, which, from what I understand, even if she were to resign, the Republicans would still have to approve whoever would replace her. And that means that they would insist upon, you know, at best, Kirsten Cinema or just <laughs> Joe refuse Manchin. to, yeah, you know, really, or you know, or more likely one of their own. I mean, you can just imagine. But in, in the the best case scenario would be that they just refuse to put anybody on there. So they're dragging this woman, you know, obviously out of her, you know, her sick bed to come in and do this and she's not all there and clearly hasn't and you know I mean this is not new right I mean we, we've known this for some time that she is um, you know she's very ill and is not all together in her head right right but uh, for her to say to a reporter and to and to be contemptuous of him too like how dare you ask that either you know it or you don't I've been here all along I've been working I've been voting what that's, you know, that's, that's kind of creepy. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, what is she, uh, what is she thinking? And, you know, being very snappish, which is also a sign of someone who has, 
you know, some form of dementia, you know, elderly person with mm-hmm. dementia, they get very snappy when they're yeah. sort of confronted. Because clearly she didn't really, you know, she, well, let's just put it this way. I mean, this is just really not, not okay. And I don't know, but by the same token, I don't really know what the Democrats can do about it. Because if this, if, if there is this stupid rule, um, then, you know, I don't know. I don't know either. We can't really afford not to have... I mean, she has voted twice the right way this week. So, you know, there is that. There is that. Um, Because somebody probably put her finger on the button or however they vote in the Senate, because I don't think she's doing anything on her own um, volition. I I think anything is is being done through aides and people who are around her making her do what she needs and, to and do. And by the way, there's nothing new about this. I mean, there have been the, this situation. Apparently, what was the guy's name? Thad Cochran from Mississippi. Oh, right. He was completely gone in the head before he fi- they finally persuaded him to leave. You know, Strom Thurmond, uh, John um, Conyers. Yeah. They, he, they were wandering around in his pajamas. You know, I mean, this is not that uncommon that you have these extremely elderly people who, you know, you have to figure, it must be the staff, right? They don't want to lose their jobs or their, you know, I mean, why, why would somebody of that age, you know, cling, Ego. To, Ego. cling to power when they're not even exercising it? You know what yeah. I mean? When they're just kind of wandering around aimlessly. So, yeah, I, I mean, that's kind of, it's, it's a problem. I mean, the, this idea, and frankly, I think Chuck Grassley Who's the same age as Feinstein? He's still he's a little bit more together, but not, but not that much. much. No, not much at all. And yeah, there's. I mean, a- I resented that Feinstein didn't drop out in the last election. She shouldn't have run the last time, and that was four years ago. And every, you know, here California's really been cheated because they really needed, you know, a a, a, a good senator in there. And, I mean, they have, you know, Alex Padilla, he's fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with him. But, yeah. but they, they need two senators at least. I mean, we're already, you know, we've, we've got more people represented by two people in the Senate than the rest of the country combined almost. So, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of unfair. And it, they should, it, some people should have kind of tried to force her out the last time. <laughs> should have, being the operative word there. Exactly. Um, but they didn't. And, and this just goes with the... The, I don't know what the right word is, the toothlessness of the Democratic Party. I mean, I, I, I saw another clip a few minutes ago dealing with the debt ceiling negotiations or lack thereof or whatever the hell is going on there. And we know that President Biden went to uh, he, he, he left the country, he went to the G7. Now he says he's coming back. You know, he's cutting his trip short to be here to finish negotiating. Well, first, he said he wasn't going to negotiate on the debt ceiling. And he and he hinted that he would invoke the 14th Amendment and say, look, it's not in the constitutional. It's not constitution. It's not in the Constitution. It's not constitutional. And then he seems to have backed off a little bit. And now he's talking about um negotiating with them and and there was a a reporter so it's mccarthy and his cabal had a little bit of a um a little bit of a press conference and and i don't know if you heard this or not so a reporter asked him no i no i can't i gotta find the uh the tweet that had the the audio in it um but basically somebody 
damn it. Hold on. I'm going to find this for you because it, it's astounding. Um, here it is. Okay. So Biden had said that he wouldn't accept work requirements of any consequence over what's already in place. So a reporter asks Kevin McCarthy about it. And there's a, there's a whole gaggle of, you know, these House Republicans there on the steps surrounding Kevin McCarthy here. Oh, I, I even have the video up for those watching video. Um, check this out. It, this is just embarrassing. On work requirements, except not anything of any consequence. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's their response when the rep- you couldn't hear the reporter. He said, uh, you know, Biden said he wouldn't accept any work requirements of consequence. And this is their response. <laughs> They're all laughing. I, I, I don't understand anything that has consequence. This is a senator who voted for work requirements. Um, listen, I think when you're sitting in the room and you're listening to the American public, why would right, you he- know what? I'm, I'm turning him down. I just can't anymore. Yeah. So I can't take it either. <laughs> what was funny about that? That was I, funny. I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't know what was funny about it, but they seem to think this whole thing is just really some kind of a game. Um, and, you know, Nicole, you've been doing this as long as I have, longer, and you know what this is. We've been down this road. I just, you know, we've all talked about the 2011 debt ceiling, which was an absolute debacle. Yes. And rem- remember that Joe Biden was instrumental in making it a debacle because he went in after Harry Reid had said, you know, we've, you know, we, we've got a deal. He felt like he had John Boehner where he wanted him, and Biden came in and, and basically messed up the deal and ended up, you know, ba- giving away the store. It was a very, very bad negotiation. Now, the, 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 the story goes that the Obama administration learned from that. And when it came up again in 2013, it was a very complicated situation. You had the sequester and all this other stuff, which I won't go into because it's all very boring. But mm-hmm. suffice to say this, when it, when it happened again, what they ended up doing, uh, there's this myth that Obama stood strong and they passed a clean debt ceiling and that was that, right? That's what we're supposed to believe. Right. That's not really what happened. No, it is not. Uh, it did, they did pass a, de- a clean debt ceiling eventually, but this was after months after month after month of this stuff, of them going back and forth. They gave extensions on the debt ceiling limit, which I'm sure is going to happen this time. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. the Treasury came in and said, well, it's not, we're not going to go broke quite as quickly as we thought we were, so we'll extend that out another couple months. It went on and on and on until finally, as they were going into an election year, the, the, the approval ratings for the Republicans was so bad uh, over this issue that they finally gave up and, and passed the clean debt ceiling, and everybody basically didn't even acknowledge it. It's kind of like it never happened. So I'm just telling you, this is a game that these people are playing and have been playing. And I don't think that, that you know, despite the fact that everybody says Obama finally put his foot down and that was that, it didn't, no. wasn't really the way it happened. It was just a matter of kind of just dragging the whole thing out so long that, that, you know, everybody finally just kind of threw in the towel. And by the way, you know, this was instrumental in keeping the, re- the economic recovery from the financial crisis. You know, it, it, that's what kept it so slow. I mean, it was just a, you know, just a, a snail's pace in, in that recovery because of stuff like this. Now, that's what the Republicans want here. And I thought that this time that Biden and the, and the Democrats 
really, you know, we're, we're going to just keep this a very kind of a clean situation. Yeah. Where, you know, just a clean <laughs> narrative. No, we're not doing it. And now they're coming in and they're negotiating. Now, I suspect what's, then they are negotiating already. Oh, yeah. I mean, we know they that. Are. And I don't know why they're laughing at that. They're because, mainly because they're pigs, I guess. But yeah. that's, you know, it stands to reason. But, but the, I think the scenario here is, you know, there are a number of ways that this can go. We can do another rerun of 2013, which is probably what's going to happen at least a bit. They're going to do some extensions and they'll be, you know, this is going to, this Sturm and Drong is going to go on and on and on for a while. But at the end of the day, there really isn't much of a way out of this unless the Republicans completely cave. And I mean completely, because because here's the problem. Joe Biden can agree to everything they put in that horrifying bill of theirs, right? That just that complete piece of garbage that mm-hmm. they that they passed. And it still won't be enough because the Freedom Caucus is listening to Donald Trump who says you got to, you know, default will be good. You got to do the default, you know, default's no problem, it's just perception. They're listening to him. They're they're out of their minds and and Kevin McCarthy has such a narrow majority that the only choice for him will be to give up his seat, basically. That's right. In fact, I heard some talk yesterday that there were some centrist Democrats who were coming in and saying, hey, we'll save your seat. You know, if you do this, we'll vote for you to be to be speaker. To be I mean, speaker, not know, to lose his seat, but to lose his speakership, which is the whole thing. Why he's, you know, he's letting Marjorie Taylor Greene exactly. run the show. Exactly. And so, you know, so I don't really, you know, I don't really see what the point, I, I mean, I guess on a political level that the, what, what the White House is doing and the Democrats, generally speaking, are saying, well, look, we want them, we want the public to see that we were willing to negotiate, but we're not going to really negotiate and do anything that, you know, we're not going to really give away anything. Well, I'll believe that when I see it, but mm-hmm. let's just assume, give them the benefit of the doubt there. And then when this whole thing blows up, and Biden has to pull the 14th Amendment, we'll say that we tried, that we tried to meet them halfway and they wouldn't meet us. And, you know, sometimes that's actually what happens. Yes, they, they end up, sometimes. You know, the, 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 the Republicans in these situations, I mean, that, remember that famous, you know, debt ceiling negotiation that took place in 2011. They, Obama offered up Social Security. Yes, he, he did. He put it on we, the chopping block. Yes, said, he did. Here, you know, have at it. We'll do our grand bargain. And the, the you know, the Tea Partiers. Now they're the Freedom Caucus, but mm-hmm. at the time they called they were the Tea Party Caucus. They refused. They yeah. wouldn't take. They wouldn't take. It wasn't for enough for them, because they wanted more. They want everything. Yeah. They want it all, and even then, I'm not sure if they got everything they wanted, if it would be enough, because what they really like is the fight. Yeah. And they want to, you know, they want to grind, you know, Joe Biden into the ground, and they want to win the election for Donald Trump in 2024, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's what we're dealing with here. And, you know, I don't, I don't see where this goes. So I don't see any, any uh, to me, this time, because of the craziness of the right, of the, of the House um, Republicans, I didn't see any real downside in just holding the line because I think that's what you have to do anyway. I think that's where they're going to end up anyway. And that's what they should have done. But now Biden is playing these games and it's making him look, what's the word, wishy-washy? They're laughing in his face. They are. They are laughing. That's what they're laughing at. Not the fact that, you know, he said he won't accept anything with consequence. The fact that he said the hard line, I'm not negotiating. We're not negotiating with the good faith and credit of the United States. And the more the closer we get to 
X date, um, the more the warnings are coming from every quarter. This will be devastating, not just to the U.S. economy, but to the world economy and to each individual person in this country. We would all feel the pain, but they think it's hysterical. And Donald Trump says, let him default. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's all for it. I mean, I think he's out because he thinks it'll help him in the yeah, election. Right. You know, because the economy will be in the, in the, in the, ta- in, you know. Um, but, you know, this is the, the thing that, that, well, you know, this is, this is what I don't really understand. I mean, I don't know what the Democrats get out of appearing to, you know, because people always say focus groups or whatever. I want them to negotiate. We want people to compromise. We want them to work together. Blah. blah. They always say that, right? But that's not really, I don't think that's really a, a motivating thing. I don't think that makes any difference. And at the end of the day, you know, just just sort of kicking the can down the road and doing playing these games again, this is just empowering them to keep doing this stuff. And and you know, you can't you can't negotiate with terrorists, and that's what they are. Exactly. And the, you know, the other thing is, don't say you're gonna, you know, hold the line and not negotiate, and then cave and negotiate because you, yeah. you lose right there. Right. They've already lost in that respect. That's right. Just by just by doing it. So, you know, I this is always very confusing. This stuff just it it frustrates me intensely. I have to say this is the part of politics that I just find outrageous. I get it. You know, negotiations, negotiations. They and people are taking positions and saying things, you know, as part of a negotiating strategy. I get all that. But this, this debt ceiling nonsense that we keep going through for no good reason, and I got to tell you, I really, you know, when the Democrats had all the power, you know, they had the House and the Senate, and they had a spare reconciliation that they, that the that the Senate, you know, parliamentarian had said, yes, you can have another reconciliation, you know, these silly rules. They could have passed, you know, a debt ceiling extension. Uh, in the last Congress, but apparently Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema didn't want to do it. And you know, to me, you know, this just speaks to just that this is the dysfunction. This is the dysfunction that we have. They had it. They had ostensibly had the institutional power to do it, and they couldn't get it done. And here we are. And here we are. It's you know, history repeats itself again and again and again. And the thing is, we don't learn shit. We learn nothing. We just keep repeating the same, same shit over and over again. I know. And every time we do it, by the way, the right wing gets loonier and loonier. I mean, they were bad enough in 2011, right? Then 2013 came along and they were even worse. And look at them now. I mean, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene is, is, essentially running the House of Representatives. It's astounding. I mean, I mean, this is where we're at. And so you let the, you know, it's the old, you know, adage. You give them an inch and they take a mile. That's I mean, right. over and over and over again, you let them get away with this stuff. And as I said, you know, the great, the great 2013, you know, holding of the line of Obama, it wasn't really that much of a holding of the line. And by the way, the Democrats gave up a lot because that sequester kicked in. Oh, Yeah. 
The whole sequester. I had forgotten about the sequester thing. You know, there are certain things that it's like that brings up the PTSD from the past. The sequester. Benghazi. Right. It's like, ah. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, You know, I had to write about this. So I had to go remind myself of all this. And I realized how much I had put it out of my head Mm -hmm. in the in the vain hope that I would never have to think about it again. Unfortunately, here we are. Here we and, are. And uh, it's, it's just as frustrated, frustrating as it was then. And I think the problem I think we're all sort of facing is that we're looking at a Republican Party that is now completely batshit insane, run by a leader who is actually agitating for default. Yes. And that's actually new. We didn't have that before. This is a new thing. That's true. Now, the, that leader, the former guy, uh, twice impeached, under indictment, former president, who was just found liable of sexual assault and, um, and defamation. And then the next day he goes ahead and defames that the person who he was found liable and ordered to pay $5 million for that defamation, he goes and does it again. So you got this loose cannon nut job who, for whatever reason, oh, because he's a celebrity, he had a reality TV show. So for that reason, enough Americans are are <laughs> somehow transfixed with this thing i can't even call him a man and and would vote for him again it's just astounding and the only person showing any possibility of perhaps being there and getting some of his votes is the fascist in florida who um you know i think it's penguin books today filed a lawsuit over his banning of a tony morrison book from schools and that's not even the you know that's not even the least of it it's just Oh, my God. No wonder I'm losing my mind because I'm stuck here in this state until I can get the fuck out of here. Well, I mean, exactly. This is, you know, this is, like I said, they have gone batshit insane. And and apparently nearly half of the American people, tens of millions of our fellow Americans are just fine with that. But I mean, you know, Nicole, look at this. You know, we just went through just this week and I wrote about it today for for Salon, this release of the Durham report, right? This big report that was going to, you know, the oranges of the investigations. Remember? Oh, wait, 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 wait. wait. The oranges. Hold on, because I pulled it after hearing this. So here, here we go. I hope they now go and take a look at the oranges, the oranges oranges of the investigation, uh, uh, investigation, the beginnings of that investigation. Because you couldn't say origins. About the The, Mueller report. Yeah, the The Mueller report, I wish, covered the oranges. The oranges. How it started. (laughs) How it started. The beginnings of the investigation. (laughs) The oranges. How it started. How it started. He had to keep saying how it started Uh because he couldn't say the word origins. Right. But but Joe Biden's the one with the mental acuity. Problem. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, look, that 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 report came out and it and it was pretty much what we expected it. We've watched this whole thing unfold over the last four years. We knew that Durham was in the tank and he and Bill Barr were traveling around together, you know, throwing back whiskeys at the end of the day, plotting how they were going to do this thing. I mean, we knew all this. Durham had had two trials that ended in acquittals because his case was so, you know, thin. 
and and there had been an inspector general's report of, from the Department of Justice that had already looked into all this stuff and had already come to some conclusions, and mainly that the FBI really didn't do anything wrong. They were kind of sloppy in a couple of ways, but, you know, for the most part, it was legit what they did. And along comes Durham with this 300-page report now. And, you know, I'm, you know, I, I look it over, I'm reading, I'm going, wow, this is, you know, this, he really doesn't have anything and he no. didn't file any more charges and didn't even have any recommendations for the FBI and what they could do differently, blah, blah, blah. What happens? The media, you know, first of all, you expect the right wing media to, of course, to follow Trump's lead. You know, he was vindicated. This is, was, this exposed the greatest, you know, witch hunt in American history. Laura Ingram said it's worse than Watergate. You know, you got Nikki Haley out there saying somebody's head should roll. DeSantis says these people should be arrested and blah, blah, blah. Right. But guess what? Guess what CNN did? The first thing out of Jake Tapper's mouth was that Donald Trump had been vindicated, had been vindicated and that the FBI, uh, it was devastating for the FBI. Completely wrong. What? By the way, that is completely wrong. Yes. And you know what happened then? What? They, the right-wing media, across the board, Media Matters captured all of this, uh. from Fox to OAN to Newsmax to Breitbart to every media outlet, including a bunch of QAnon influencers, all picked up that Jake Tapper um, that Jake Tapper clip of him saying that, and they pass. See, look, we're you know, of course it's true, and of course you know Donald Trump too. Then he's touting it as well. And remember, that came on the heels of that CNN town hall last week, right? Where you know it was pretty clear <laughs> Donald Trump got a real easy ride there. So you see the mainstream media now. I mean, pay attention here because something is happening. Certainly, we know it's happening at CNN, and you're seeing a shift kind of all over the place in trying to, you know, let's just say, give Trump a second look. How about that? Oh, my God. And this is very, very, very dangerous. I mean, in CNN's case, we know what's happened. It was a corporate merger that put, you know, that right-wing freak show, Rupert Murdoch wannabe John Malone, uh, in charge, yep. and and he's the one who said he wanted to turn CNN into Fox. Yep. He's the big guy, the major shareholder, and these are his people that are yep. now running running CNN. So we know what that's about, right? I mean, it's obvious. You don't have to think twice. And there was Jake Tapper just sort of blurting this out. You know, the first thing that when he when he gets the the report, this is how he frames it. And you know, we had that. You know, as I said, we had that town hall last week. So. This is this is what we're looking at here, folks. I mean, this is really scary. It that, is. You know, it is really not scary. Not only are we seeing that nut running again and probably winning, and not only are we see, winning the nomination, and not and, and not only do we know that half the country seems to, you know, I shouldn't say half. It's not no, really half. It's not half. But, you know, but it's the, the, it's the voting the of the Republican Party. Let's and put the, it that and way. of the people who will actually go to the polls and vote. Right. Right. And, and, you know, most of the most Republicans, I mean, I think that's fair to say. I mean, I'm sure it's at least 60, maybe 70 percent. And, it, you know, when you look at polling, that's what it seems to be. They, they, they like Trump. Some of them say, well, I just, you know, I wish he wouldn't, wouldn't say some of the things he says, but I love his policy. Right. And you ask, what policies are you talking about? You know, what is trade policy? What, what are you talking about? They don't know. They don't know. You know that's the thing. Is to be him, you know, that's yeah. what the policy Oh, is. he says what we're all thinking. 
Right. Okay. He does. He does. Great. He shows how ignorant the fucking American public is. And if that's what you want as president, you want to blow up the entire planet. I know we're doing a good job of it already, but oh my God. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, this is great. And, you know, this is the this is a guy who, you know, he hasn't changed at all. We saw that in the town hall. We know exactly what he is. And they were cheering and they loved it. Kind of like those those jackasses you know, in, in Washington today that you just played the yep, clip of them laughing. laughing out loud. You know, these people, I mean, this is just nutty, right? I mean, this is, it's it's disturbing uh, on, a, on a really sort of elemental level just how completely unserious they are. They think everything is funny somehow, that somehow this is all just, you know, it's all a game. It's all something, you know, they're having a good time. Let's put it that way. They're all having fun with, you know, <laughs> playing with the, with the future of the United States of America and yes. the world. Potentially blowing up, again, not only our economy, but that of the entire planet. I, it's just the whole thing. And they find it funny. There's nothing funny there. It's, it's sickeningly irresponsible. And they're yucking it up. It, uh, well, it's a case of mass, it's a, it's a mass case of arrested development. I mean, this is the kind of behavior you see on, you know, on places like Discord, where yeah. there's all a bunch of gamer, gamer, you know, teenage boys joking around about disgusting things. And, yeah, and know, releasing Pentagon crude. secrets, because yeah. it's all so funny. It's all so funny. That's exactly right. And yeah. that's, that's the sort of, it's the weird, this weird kind of arrested development. But I mean, look at Donald Trump. I mean, he's, he's a that's child. Him. Many, he is. You know, well, he ways. is. He's very childlike, I, you know, emotional, said, you know, case of emotional immaturity. He anyway. is. He is emotionally retarded. I'm not using the R word as a pejorative. I'm using it as a, like a medical term. He, his, his growth, his intellectual uh, experience was stunted at some point and probably because he was abused by his father and a spoiled kid and given everything he ever wanted and didn't have to do anything for it. He's about at the emotional level of a 13 year old. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can tell yeah. by the way he, he reacts when anybody confronts him or whenever he's challenged. That's and, right. You know, the way that he just sort of snaps you know, at every, I mean, just look at the way he treated the the media, the press, the White House press corps when he was president. I mean, it was, it was or, or just look at, you know, last weekend it was Mother's Day. Did he send yeah. the wife, his wife, the mother of his youngest child a Mother's Day greeting? No. Instead, he takes to his truth social, which is just as Orwellian a name as it comes, as they, uh, comes. And and he says this is all for all the right, the, the leftist radical. I mean, it was just a nasty you know, near, 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 uh, you people, it, it was an insult rather than it's Mother's Day. You know, have a nice day. He doesn't have yeah. that in him. No, he doesn't. And in fact, that's exactly that, that that tweet or what do they call I guess that truth <laughs> on his, his, uh, his that truth on his uh, social media platform is exactly what we're talking about that immature yeah. kind of just, you yes. know, bully boy, 15 year old asshole yeah. you know i mean that's it's that kind of thing and 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 i'm sure he got a good chuckle out of oh it he when, thinks when it's he hysterical it. he probably thought it was the most clever thing ever like and ron you know, desantis probably did too oh yeah but and then you know this idiot here in florida 
Um, it just, this keeps getting worse and worse. It's like, I don't know which direction to go in. And I wonder why I've been depressed. So there were two big Digby's with us. There were two, um, events today, two hearings. One was at the fifth circuit, uh, I believe in Texas, right? Um, it was the on bank hearing. So instead of the entire circuit hearing at three judges, from the circuit, hear the case. Well, the three judges, one was a W appointee and the other two were Trump appointees. And I listened to most of these arguments and it was the most depressing thing I've ever heard. It was on Mifeprestone, it was on the abortion drug. And these judges were hostile to the lawyer arguing for us. You know, like th- this was approved by the FDA over 20 years ago. It's safer than... It's safer than penicillin. It's safer than Tylenol. It's safer than Viagra. Yet they, these people who are not doctors and have no scientific training, are grilling the lawyer. And and I mean, she said three words and they're pouncing on her. It was horrible. And then the lawyer for the drug company, for the for the whoever these people are, the the anti women people was Erin Hawley, Josh Hawley's wife. Uh Yeah. And she was every bit as despicable as her husband. Just horrible. And so well, I, I, I didn't hear it, but I did read it. My favorite thing that one of them said was, well, maybe if you hadn't, you know, I mean, she didn't say it in these words. I'm paraphrasing. Maybe if you hadn't been so mean to that, ju- to that, to the, or to the judge that made the first, um, you know, the first ruling, uh, maybe this wouldn't be happening. And I'm going, what? You know, I mean, this is just so unserious, right? I mean, for one thing, the guy wasn't, the, the lawyers for, uh, the, you know, were not mean to the judge. They were merely pointing out that it was an extreme decision based upon, you know, nothing. And they're going, well, maybe you should have, should think about how you're coming across, you know, <laughs> which is not, that's not how judges at this level are supposed to be thinking. That's no. not how they're supposed to be present, you know, d- discussing these things. But of course, that's what they are. And we all knew that the Fifth Circuit was going to do this. I mean, this yep. goes without saying, and it's going to end up in the Supreme Court and we'll be right back where we started. Uh, and, you know, it's going to be, you know, Again, yeah, right. We'll see what happens. And then th- there was a, a news story the other day that um, I reported on last week that if, uh oh, and we just lost audio, something is really funky. Just, it's like the gods don't like me. Hold on. I know we <laughs> lost audio, um, YouTube. Bear with me. I, I got to find another audio. This is so weird. Why this would happen, I have no idea. Do we have audio here? No. Um, bear with me. It just, it just, it just cut out. I and it, 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 this is my life. <laughs> this is just. <laughs> it's not fun. Okay. This one. Yeah. Okay. This one gives me audio. I think there we go. We have audio back again. Sorry about that. Okay. Audio's back. Um, so Digby. <laughs> Uh, uh, the other the other one was a hearing in the Senate Judiciary Committee on judicial ethics. I, I, you know, the, the, the Republicans fall all over themselves to make excuses for Clarence Thomas, for uh, Neil Gorsuch, for John Roberts. And yet if the tables were somehow turned, um, it, it, you know that they'd be screaming much louder than the Democrats are screaming. It goes without saying, and the Democrats are are not really willing 
to, to you know, deal with this. As, as far as I can tell, now, I don't know how much of this has to do with the fact that Dianne Feinstein is on that committee and that maybe, you know, that they're worried that, uh, you know, I don't know. But what I do know is that the way that they have, they have behaved, the way the Judiciary Committee, the Senate Judiciary Committee has behaved in the face of, the, of what we have learned about Clarence Thomas and the rest of them. And this is on the heels of that leak, you know, that happened last year. There's been a lot of, of ethical concerns, let's put it that way, about the Supreme Court. And there are things that the, that the Senate could do. Um, you know, I'm sure they're reluctant because we're talking separation of powers and all that stuff. But nonetheless, you know, the, the, the system is set up for them to, um, you know, do at least do investigations and try to set up some kind of, you know, of ethical, you know, ethical framework. Um, and certainly John Roberts could be doing that, but of course he's not going to. Um, but, you know, this is, this is appalling because what it's showing is that the Supreme Court is, the, is trusted by fewer people than ever in history at the moment, and for obvious reasons. Um, they're not willing to do anything. What they're basically doing, their majority is just saying, hey, yeah, what, what are you going to do about it? You know, yeah, Clarence does this, so you know, whatever. And they're going to, they're doing this. And so they don't care about their legitimacy. They don't care whether or not people, they have the power, they're going to use it however they want. And they don't care whether or not half the country thinks they're illegitimate. Um, I, I don't know what you do with that. I mean, how, how, what do we do? I wish <laughs> I, mean, I knew. This is new. I, I wish I knew nothing makes sense anymore. That's the problem. I, I'm I'm just I, I'm at my wits end because we live. I mean, I talk about opposite world all the time. We live in opposite world. Nothing makes sense. Well, I mean, for, for, I think it doesn't make sense, except in, in one very simple respect. It's power. They, 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 they have power and they just don't care whether or not they you know, it's legitimate power. They, they have it, and that, that's all that matters. And so, you know, what, what you're seeing, I mean, in the, in the give and take of electoral politics, um, you know, that's always a factor, of course, that, you know, you're going to have people in power using their power, and that, that's true for, for both sides. But we've, I don't know that I've ever, not in my lifetime, and I can't think of an historical parallel, of, you know, maybe just before the Civil War is the, the only time I can think of it, where, where you have you know, a group, a faction, a political, you know, a partisan faction that is basically just unmoored from whatever, you know, ethics, morals, you know, norms, rules, even laws <laughs> that, that apply to them. And, you know, and this is happening in this atmosphere of, you know, media disinformation um, that is allowing them to, it's just like the, the Durham situation that I described earlier, where you have half the country believing that that report said something it did not say. Right. I mean, it just completely did not say any of that. It was. It, it is absolutely incorrect, and there's really no way to persuade them otherwise. And none of the people who know this that are on the, on their side, the Republicans, 
Who definitely, they can read the report. They knew what it said. They, you know, I mean, I don't think Lindsey Graham is that far gone that he couldn't read that thing and know what it said. Of course. But they're not willing to um, take any responsibility and try to educate their own people about this rea- about reality because that would mean, you know, threatening their own their own power. So. You know, I just, I, I honestly don't know where, where this goes. You keep thinking that somehow or another there's going to be a reckoning, right? I mean, something's going to happen. The people keep saying, oh, the fever will break, but it's not breaking. It's not I mean, breaking. It's, it's getting it's, worse. It's to the point and, where... And I don't know what to say. Right, where once again, I, 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 tr- I wonder whether, um, uh, I, I think about where else on earth I could possibly go. Because if Donald Trump gets in office again, or if Ron DeSantis somehow, either one, one, I will not be here. Whatever form that takes, I will not be here. I can't do that again. So it's it's really astounding that we're in this position and that, you know, I'm sorry, I will point a finger at the Democrats for doing nothing to prevent this from happening again. I don't know what they could have done. But something. Well, I mean, there were plenty of things. And, and also, you know, we can point a finger at the media, too. No, there were big plenty time. of things that both could have done to prevent it. And, of course, the Republicans had one thing they could have done that would have been just... I mean, it would have stopped Donald Trump, anyway. It wouldn't have stopped DeSantis. But they could, if they had, had actually convicted him in that second impeachment, he would not have been able to run for president again. But, of course, everybody's terrified that there's, people are going to take up arms. That's the other side of this, right? There's this threat of violence hanging over everything with all these people, these gun nuts, you know, armed to the teeth and talking about revolution and what they're going to do. And then we saw what happened on January 6th, and you see it just takes almost nothing to, to, to light that fire under these people. Um, so, you know, there's, there's all that hanging out there. So, I, you know, I, I, I am just kind of, uh, I'm, I'm stymied at, about what exactly the next step is because, I mean, I guess what, you know, so far... I mean, and here's here's some you know at least some positive news. Yeah. So far, the electoral system is holding up. Right. Okay. Yesterday, you had a big election down there in Florida, and and the Democrat won the mayoral um, race in Jacksonville, and and that was over Ron DeSantis's endorsement of her her Republican rival. You know, these things keep happening. You know, you keep seeing these these signs. That, I mean, it takes tremendous effort on the part of, of the opposition, right? I mean, the, they, they have to work so hard to get past the, you know, not not just the, the impediments to voting that the Republicans are putting up, but just to get... To get past the, the you know, this, this horde of Republican voters who are brainwashed and who are racing out to the polls to do whatever Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis tells them to do. I mean, they, they had big turnout in Jacksonville, and it just took a lot of effort to get more Democrats to turn out. I mean, yes. it is it is. It's not like these people are staying home or that the Republicans are going, oh, geez, you know, I don't want to be involved in this. They, they're still loving it. It's just that Democrats have to work twice as hard to make sure that they get everybody out that they can. And it's working in, in, in many respects. You're seeing this in pockets all over the country. But once again, I mean, I hate to tell you. 
But when we get to 2024 and we're looking at that presidential race, it's going to come down to a few states, and it's yep. probably going to come down to a few votes in yep. those in those yep. battleground states. And we're going to be stuck again, hoping against hope. Yeah. That something doesn't go wrong by, you know, 10,000 votes somewhere and Donald Trump or if DeSantis wins, I don't think he will, but if Don, if one of them uh, gets into the White House, I mean, that is crazy that we're in this situation. And, you know, you have to look at our democracy in that sense. Why in the world are we, you know, there is no doubt there's a majority that is against this, that's against Trump, DeSantis, Trumpism, all this fascist crap that they're doing. The majority of, the, you know, of, of Americans do not want it. But because of our stupid, archaic system that allows this, you know, the electoral college to rule in these few little states to have so much sway over it, we are, you know, at the mercy of a few thousand people one way or the other every single time, even when millions of yeah. people are actually on the other side. And that is just, that is just, it's, you know, terrifying. It's insane. It is terrifying. And that Trump is already starting in with the, the 2024 elections being rigged. You know what? Shut the fuck up already. Just shut the fuck up. I need you to <laughs> shut the fuck up because nobody asked you, bitch. I need you to shut the fuck up, bitch. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Just shut the fuck up, bitch. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Everybody sings. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Bam, bam. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I, I have to pull that out every once in a while because. <laughs> oh, God, that was good. I felt that was cathartic. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I'm glad. Good. Yeah, I need that, too. I keep it very handy because sometimes it's the only thing I can do to counter the noise coming from no over kidding. there. But the other thing that I read today, Digby, and it will just have time for this at Rudy Giuliani. Oh, my God. My God, you more than reading the newspaper accounts of what it was, you need to read the lawsuit. You need to only read a couple of sections of the filing, the complaint. Read the part about when um, when Giuliani tries to hire Miss Dumphy in 2016 and then again in 2019 and how he pursued her and how he. What he required of her. I mean, the whole thing is so stomach turning. I, I, I literally, I felt, I threw up in my mouth a little bit reading this. It, it was hard. It was hard to read it. And, and to read, you know, I mean, he's popping Viagra's like Tic Tacs and then, you know, calling her over to service him. Yes. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's Weinstein level depravity. It's and, disgusting. And it, it is, it's Weinstein. I mean, I, I, I tweeted that yesterday. I'm just going, this is, you know, Trump, Roger Ailes, Rudy Giuliani, Harvey Weinstein. I mean, these are the absolute, you know, they are the, 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 the true zenith of depravity in, in our world. These powerful, disgusting old men who are out there doing this stuff and just, and, you know, all these, and all these women, they're, they're going, you know, what, you know, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is what, this is what we're dealing with. I mean, it's grotesque. It's absolutely grotesque. And on top of that, Rudy Giuliani's um, lawsuit, there's some stuff in there that is truly dangerous for him and maybe for Trump too. I don't know if there's going to, they're going to be able to prove it, but there's a lot of smoke uh, and not just in this lawsuit, but it's been mentioned before that Rudy was selling pardons for two million dollars yep. and in this lawsuit he said he was yep. splitting, splitting money with it Trump. yeah 
I believe it. I oh, totally believe that. I believe that seems it. like a perfect Trumping, Trumpian scam. Of course he should get a taste, right? He's the one granting the pardon. Yep. Do it for free? Of course. Yeah. And then, of course, somebody pointed out that at the end of the of, of Trump's term, you know, he, he pardoned all of the people that he, you know, his famous Roger Stone and, you know, Manafort and all these people that, that were part of his entourage. He, he did that, and we know that, Steve Bannon. But apparently he also pardoned a bunch of weird people in Florida that nobody actually, they were kind of under the radar. They didn't go through the pardon office. Nobody had ever heard of them before, mm-hmm. and it was kind of weird. And you're kind of wondering, huh, you know, I... <laughs> <laughs> I wonder maybe if some you know money changed hands on some of those pardons. I mean, it sure wouldn't surprise me if it did, and uh, I wonder if anybody's going to be looking into that because yeah. apparently well, they haven't up to now. Which oh is kind of weird, well, and why not? How is this man? Know. And I use the term loosely walking around with these allegations. Oh, my God. Here, let me just read a little excerpt. After she, uh, she talked about how she wasn't a drinker, but Rudy made her drink in her job as his, I don't know what, working for him, allegedly at a salary of a million dollars a year, but he'd have to defer it because he was going through an acrimonious divorce. And so he was going to pay her a little bit in cash and money would be deferred, but he's going to pay her a million dollars a year. After two years, she got $12,000 and she stick around because she thought, you know, she needed to get paid the money he owed her. All right. After finishing their drinks, Miss Dumphy went to the guest suite alone. She put her suitcase on the bed, closed the door to the room and took a shower. When she got out of the shower, she was startled to see that Giuliani had entered the guest suite uninvited. She was intoxicated. She was frightened. She said she wanted to get dressed, unpack, and settle in. She asked for privacy. She said she would meet him in the living room when she was ready, but he would not leave. He sat on the bed and pulled down his pants. And then they they referenced the scene in the Borat movie where he did the same thing. Then Giuliani then pulled her head onto his penis without asking for or obtaining any form of consent. He held her by her hair. It became clear to Miss Dumphy that there was no way out of giving him oral sex. She did so against her will. And it goes on like that. Now, I want to smack this woman saying, what the fuck are you thinking? But this happens every goddamn day because women are afraid and... She needed the money and he promised her a job for a million dollars a year. She wanted what was due her and she put up with this shit. It's just sickening. Yeah, absolutely sickening. I mean, it's really, it is what, it's maybe the most repulsive, you know, legal document (laughs) I've ever read. Now, maybe I didn't read all the the Weinstein documents, but it's that level. It really is. It's that same kind of disgusting, dominating stuff. You remember, you know, Roger Ailes, he he Mm -hmm. kept a... A sex slave, you know, he had this woman that he had treated at, literally as his slave for, for years. Yep, I mean, yep. it's kind of that level that we're talking about. And here's Rudy. He's the president's lawyer. Yeah. He's the president of the United States lawyer while this stuff is going on. He's, and it, by the way, he's drunk morning, noon, and night, according morning, to her, which constantly. I totally believe. Oh, I, we've totally seen believe. it. We've seen it. Yeah. It's apparent. I mean, and can I tell I mean, you something? This is the president's what? lawyer wandering around in the White House, talking to all these people, you know, doing, running the lawsuits after the election, doing all this stuff. And people are going to vote for that 
jackass again? Yeah. Who anyone who would hire this drunken freak as his lawyer, they're going to hire. They're going to. They're going to vote for him again. They're going to put him back in the White House. I mean, that's, it's just. It's been, but of course, it's all about his policies. Nicole. Yeah. Right. It's oh. It's great policies that make all the difference. That's why you know, whatever they are, we don't know what those policies are, but you know, they they're great. Whatever. Oh, always. Yeah. Put America. Make America great again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he did. It was really, really great. It was great. You know, except for the million people that died during his, you know, COVID. Americans Hello. that died during his. Right. Yeah. yeah. No I, biggie. Yeah, and again, I feel like, you know, they look at us like, what are you talking about? He was the best president ever. He tells us every day. Well, know. you know. Oh, Please my God. tell me what specific. That's, I'm, I just did die when I hear these people going, what specifically did you think was so great? Good. Tell what me one good thing he did. Accomplish? Right. What? Tell me one, one good thing he did. didn't even build a stupid wall. No, but I he mean, says he did. See, that's the thing. And at the, the CNN town hall, I finished the wall. No, you didn't. And what you did finish fell apart. You know, you can't. And, and, and how does CNN reward uh, this job well done. They moved Caitlin Collins to give her own 9 p.m. show. Yeah, she's the, she's the big star. She's oh the big star. God. I actually didn't think she was that bad. I thought no, she was. She, she tried. You know, I just don't like her. Can, no, I don't think Walter Cronkite, you know, Edward R. Murrow couldn't yep. have done better with him. Because no. he is, a, we know, when you're dealing with a sociopath, and you're in a situation where you're restricted by the ability of what you can say and how you, you know, how you have to appear. There's just no winning with somebody like that. There's no winning. And, and that was CNN's, you know, the fact that they would put him on live in a format like that was there was the, the, the real crime. You know, you can cover Donald Trump. But and you don't have give, to him give him an audience who's going to applaud every lie he tells. Yeah. And you not even a have a friendly audience in there. Right. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You don't give him an audience. I mean, that's just not. <laughs> not okay you don't give him an audience you do a taped interview that is the only way and, and, and trump if you want to be on cnn this is how we'll do it and we'll have you there and it, it'll we'll be respectful and we will ask you a bunch of questions but no we're not having you know your your cult out there That's you know right. screaming yeah. approval at everything you say and it's not going to be live because we have to fact check you because you're a pathological liar That's right. so we yeah. need to do that because we're a news organization and it's important that we tell the truth <laughs> you know i mean you can't you can't treat him like a normal politician because he isn't no what they needed was somebody sitting if if they insisted on doing it live you have somebody sitting on the side of the stage with one of these so every time he lies you hit the buzzer yeah i would love that oh my god although it would just be the whole time right (laughs) just lean on the horn because that's all you've got We're experiencing technical difficulties. The orange thing on your screen is out of control. Yeah, Malfunctioning. (laughs) What else is new? And yet America is malfunctioning because you idiots are even considering he's the front runner for the Republican nomination. It just doesn't make sense. I know, but yeah. I knew he would be. I mean, I from the minute, you know, from the minute the last election was called, I knew I knew he would be with us. The only choice was if he, you know, keeled over on the well, golf course. Well, we can still or hope. Somehow or another, somebody put him in jail. Right for that people who awesome. pray. <laughs> I'm not a prayer. I, I do send out, you know, messages to the universe. Please take him. Please take him. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, he does. He's had a, he led a very full life, right? Yep. I yep. mean, he's he's left a full legacy. Yep. He's he's done everything he he's he's here to do. There's nothing more is needed from yep. from Donald Trump. Yep. Unfortunately, you know, people like him, they don't. Do I know. That. They well, he's Teflon, and he'll live forever. Because yeah, he will. again, this comes from the atheist Jew here. I remember when Barack Obama was elected and all the, the freaked out people on the right because a black man's in the White House. It's the Antichrist. Donald yeah. Trump is the Antichrist. <laughs> For what little I know well, about religion, yeah, I mean, he is. He's everything I mean, that those prophecies describe. He is yeah. the Antichrist. And if, there, <laughs> if this is going to come true and we're all going to be raptured, well, not me, because I'm Jewish, so I, I don't know what happens to me. But, yeah, you're, you're, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I guess I stay here. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, stay here, stay here in, in, in hell. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, great. With Donald Trump? Please, rapture me. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he is everything that that Antichrist is supposed to be. It wasn't Obama. It is Donald Trump. Oh, of course. Of course, he's the, he's the, he's the perfect. I mean, and 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 the fact that he has you know, sort of bedazzled yeah tens of millions of That's people, right. which to me is just shocking. I, I'll never be able to get past this. I always, you know, just what are you thinking? Do, can't you see this? I mean, it never occurs to you that this whining, bragging, lying, you know, pussy grabbing freak. <laughs> do you, you actually think this? You like this? You know, I mean, but they do. I mean, and I can only say that they're they're kind of bedazzled by him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So after listening to this hearing of the Fifth Circuit Court today, watching everything that's going on, being here in Florida and watching DeSantis, um, you know, and his fascist tendencies today, I guess today is the national day for um, for for uh, trans and LGBTQ uh, visibility or something like that. Today is the day he signs his bullshit uh, new laws into into law that that extend the don't say gay bill law. Sorry, it's not a bill anymore. It's a law that you can't say gay or talk about sexual preference or identity through the fifth grade. Now it's through 12th grade. It's through yep. all of public schools. And a teacher in Florida has been taken to task for showing a PG rated Disney movie which yeah. a permission slip was sent home. These are fifth graders. That means they're 10, 11 years old. Um, because in this almost two hour long movie, it featured a gay character who was actually the subject, you know, like the focus for a whole two and a half minutes. Nothing sexual about it. Just the fact that this gay character had a crush on somebody and got all jittery when this guy's crush was nearby. For that reason... The parent of one of the kids in the class who happens to be on the school board in this backward county filed a complaint with the Florida Department of Education. And this teacher was removed from her classroom and they're considering charges against her. Now, she's already resigned. Wow. She resigned, um, I guess, effective the end of the school year, she said, because politics have made it impossible for her to do her job. But now she's being threatened with prosecution because she showed a Disney movie to her fifth grade classroom. Which she sent home permission Permission slips. slips. Okay. And this woman, and I use the term loosely, um, uh, who, by the way, oh, I have her information if anybody wants it. Um, this woman uh, sit, who sits on the school board um, 
you know, objected to it. She signed the permission slip. They oh have God. the per- her name is Shannon Rodriguez. And guess it's Hernando County, Florida. She and her husband, Dave, by the way, own Dynasty Collision and Auto Repair, a full service auto and collision repair shop in Wikiwachi, Florida, that's been incorporated since 2006. And, you know, the Google reviews on it are just not really good. <laughs> just I'm saying. shocked. Yeah. I am shocked. Obviously, they're not minding the store. They're paying attention to, you know, they're they're watching Fox News all day. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, look, I mean, good luck to Ron DeSantis and good luck to Florida putting this, this nonsense into high schools. Because yeah. I don't know if they've met any teenagers lately, but they're not, they're not buying it and they're not going to buy it. And this is going to be a huge huge problem in Florida's high schools if they actually try to implement this because these kids are not going to put up with that. They are not, they're they're living on TikTok. I mean, this is, they don't, you know, this is the dream world that they're in. They think they can what? That they can make LGBTQ disappear, that somehow it won't exist anymore. I mean, that people, we can't, we won't talk about it. So that, that means that none of these kids will know about it and then nobody will be it. I mean, it's the most ridiculous thing. It's like, you just want to go to, do you live in the world that we live in? Because you can't, you know, you can try and legislate this out of existence, but it's not going to work. I mean, I'm sorry, especially with the younger generation. I mean, they're pointing it at kids, which I think is real. I mean, I'm actually going to, you know, be very curious to see how this goes down. Um, oh, you and me both. Well, well, finally, I, I got it. Finally, a group of parents filed a lawsuit today in federal court to try to stop the book bans in school libraries oh, in Escambia County. That's up in the panhandle. That's in Matt Gates territory. But but at least a group of of parents is suing. This has yeah. to be the first of many. I don't look if my kid was still in school, I, I you know, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. I'd be leading the charge. Thank God yeah. she's done with school because I'd be homeschooling her. I would have pulled her out of schools. And the thing is, they've already destroyed Florida's new college, which was a haven for yeah. LGBTQ kids. And they've installed the worst of the worst right wing. Some Florida senator, Co- Cochran who's not an educator, he's the new president of this university, and they're modeling it after Hillsdale College in Michigan, a right-wing Christian uh, school. I, I, just the whole thing is so distasteful. I, 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 again, this is, this, I'm crazy. This has made me crazy. <laughs> well, you live right in the belly of the beast. I mean, I feel for you, <sighs> you know, it's, it, you know, at least, I mean, I watch all this stuff on a national level, but I don't have to deal with it in my own community, but you do. And I just, it, I feel for you. I really do. Yeah. I mean, it, that, that has got to, I mean, that makes it doubly, you know, frustrating and, and intense. Yeah. Uh, Digby, I've kept you over time. We're <laughs> running late. Thank you so much. Um, y- you have no idea um, how much you've helped me today, because I, like I said, <laughs> I've been I've been having a tough go of it. And I wasn't on the air earlier this week and you being here helped me. So thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. I'm right back at you. I feel better, too. I mean, it's cathartic to talk to you. I feel like I have a, it's nice to have a chance to vent. So feel better. I hope you're, I hope you're, you're feeling better, you know, relaxed, and, you know. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far, but at least, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm upright, 
which is better than I've been most of the week. So that's good. <laughs> well, okay. Well, all right. It's one step in that in the right direction then. Most definitely. All right, Nicole, you take care. You too. Thank you, Digby. Okay. We'll talk You're soon. Well. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, the awesome Digby Parton. Find her at digbysblog.net. That's where Digby's Hullabaloo lives. And at salon.com, where she writes uh, a couple of columns a week. And you should be reading her all the time because she's awesome. Um, Just so you know, I'll be here the rest of the week. Howie Klein is here tomorrow and Marcy Wheeler is going to be here Friday. So I have, I will be here (laughs) because I I can't, I will not cancel on any of those people. Um, But, but I did make a decision today, something that I threatened to do a while ago. And I don't know when I'm going to start, but I'm going to start another podcast. It will be audio only. I will record it when I can. I bought this book last year, but it is coming true. I'm holding up a copy of Margaret Atwood's The Handmaid's Tale. I thought that I would do this podcast on the road, that as David and I are driving, leaving, getting the fuck out of Florida, I would take the tape recorder in the car and read aloud and publish a couple of, um, of uh, you know, chapters each day. Of course, with commentary, because I can't do anything without commenting on it. But we are living this now. When I first, and I I haven't read the book yet, and I'm looking forward to it, but I've been watching the Hulu series. And when I first started watching it, of course, Trump had just come into office. And I started watching it, and it was so dark, I had to turn it off, because I was in a very dark place. But after I started feeling a little better, I went back to it and I've watched it. And I thought the only thing that kept me from totally freaking out about it was knowing that that just can't happen here. Famous last words. It's happening here. They're telling women that they must carry their rapist's seed to term, that they must give birth. They're telling women that if... Um, you know, they're pregnant for more than six weeks, at which time most women didn't even know they're pregnant. You cannot get legally get an abortion. These judges today in Texas are going to say Mifeprestone off the market. They are not doctors. They are not scientists. They have no business being in our bodies. And I thought the Republicans were the ones who were all for their, you know, uh, privacy rights and keep government small, except when it comes to women's vaginas and ovaries and uteri. We are here. It is happening here. They're pushing their religious beliefs on you. And if you don't like it, tough shit. Tommy Tuberville said, Christian nationalists, white Christian nationalists, that's the Republican Party. He did. Look it up. Those are the Trump supporters. They are nation, white nationalists. They are Donald Trump supporters. And how dare you besmirch them? This is where we're going. It's not the United States of America anymore. It's Gilead. So, yes, I'm not uh, I'm not doing what's news anymore. Maybe I'll take an hour each morning and record a few out, a few chapters of the book each day. That's my new podcast. I'll let you know when I, I've got a few episodes ready to go and I'll launch it. I, 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 I just don't know how we survive this. 
Anyway. Oh, Hernan says your dad is, is doing his exodus to Arizona. Well, maybe we'll be neighbors. We're not there yet. Part of my depression is that I'm still in this shithole of a, of a state. We're leaving. When? I don't know. But, you know, mark my words. I will not die here. There's a song by Patty Griffin. I'd play it if I wouldn't get copyright violated. It's called Please Don't Let Me Die in Florida. Go listen to it. Look it up. If you Google it, I promise you it'll come up. Patty Griffin, Please Don't Let Me Die in Florida. All right. Enjoy. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. Howie Klein will be here. Oh, I'll, maybe I'll share more of the Rudy Giuliani um, uh, complaint. Because it's astounding. Absolutely astounding. All right. Thanks for um, listening, everybody. Maybe I'll tell you about my thing on the, on the email list I'm on. Talk about a, a demented uh, old coot who's losing his mind. I got the perfect partner for Diane Feinstein. Maybe I'll tell you about it tomorrow. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, can't thank you enough for, for bearing with me. I didn't do any of my commercials today. Uh, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> you can still buy a, 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 a BlendJet too. Go to BlendJet.com. Use the promo code uh, FEEDME12. You get 12% off and um, free, free shipping. Free two-day shipping. All right. Please don't let me die in Florida. Let me get the fuck out of here first. All right. Thanks, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow.